We're talking FIFA Women's World Cup. Now, the squad has been announced by Tom Samani, a very experienced squad uh, with a smattering of newish faces as well. And we're joined by one of the more experienced players within said squad. Her name is Sarah Gregorius. 91 caps, 33 goals. So you don't mind being stuck in that experienced bucket now, do you, Sarah? And congratulations on being picked too. Thanks very much. And no, I don't mind being put in that bucket at all because it's, there's no other bucket that I could go in at this point. It'd be the experience one. Now, is it still a big thrill to get named, even though you were dollars to donuts to get named? When the actual your name is read out, you're like, yes, yes. I think it's probably even more special because potentially this is the last time I'll get named in a World Cup squad. I can't imagine myself being around for the next one in four years. So this is actually really, really special. And I'm just kind of like savouring every minute and clinging on to every moment because I don't know if it's going to roll around again. It's the squad itself, and I mentioned the mature. This is this bucket. It's a rather large bucket because there's plenty of bodies in it at the moment. Yourself, Abby Ursig, Katie Duncan, uh, Emma Kite as well, all back in that side. And I suppose I can go through the list. Uh, uh, Rosie White with all this experience, Rhea Percival. The list goes on. You're not short on that, are you? No, we aren't. It's pretty incredible, actually, to have so many players you know, kind of going into their third or fourth World Cup and up and around that 100 caps mark, it's pretty incredible. I think we'd be one of the more experienced squads at the tournament overall, let alone probably the most experienced squad that's ever been put together for a major tournament for a New Zealand side. So it's pretty special, and I think it means there'll be a lot of cool, calm and collected heads when when you get to the pointy end of things. Yeah, and as far as, I suppose, selection each day, and you've got a number of games coming up before the Cup actually starts, what do you expect um, Mr Samani to do? as far as uh, how he selects the team. Is it going to be heavy on the mature side, do you believe? I think he will probably have a fair idea already of who his sort of starting 11, you know, potentially impact players are going to be at the World Cup. So I can expect that he'll use the build-up to kind of give those players an opportunity to form as much cohesion as possible. And I think you probably are going to see, you know, some of the bigger, more senior players probably make up the majority of that starting 11, just purely because experience counts for so much at these major events because it's such a unique environment. The pressure is is nothing like players have ever experienced before. So, you know, when you have that seniority and, and that ability in terms of um, playing as well, it's probably going to be leaned on quite heavily. And you expect that to be the same through the, the internationals you've got coming up because you've got the USA over there, you've got uh, Mexico and New York, then you've got England and England and Wales in Wales before it starts. So you think there's going to be the similar similar nucleus with that that will continue throughout the rest of the cup itself? I think so, but also that's quite a number of games. I think um, four games in the build-up is quite a bit and players will have to be managed as well, especially off the back of some long, particularly the European seasons as well. So I think you're probably going to see you know, yeah, probably our core group of players play pretty consistently, but at the same time, we're going to have to be managed because it's a, it's actually quite a long tour before we even get to the World Cup. Uh, are you saying you're not fit enough? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I hope Tom's not listening, and I hope that's not what he takes from this interview because I would have shot myself in the foot before even getting on the plane. Hey, who's unlucky, do you think? Oh, for sure. I think Katie Rood's pretty unlucky. Um, she's been heavily involved in the squad for the last sort of 18 months. And, and you know, to miss out at this point, it, you know, everyone's goal as a kid growing up is to go to a World Cup and, and represent their country on the world's biggest stage. So I think she'll be hurting as well as, you know, some other players like Zazani Phillips and Emma Rolston, who have been in and around the squad over the last few tours and some of our younger players too. But I think for, for them, there'll be opportunities in the future. So it's, I hope that they 
take it as, as a chance to kind of build some resilience and galvanize themselves for the next cycle because they're going to probably be really big players for us in the future. Out of the, the younger players and the less experienced players, is there anyone at any position that particularly excites you with what they bring to the pitch? I think Paige Satchel's so exciting as a player. I think she's fun to watch and I think her ability and her potential's kind of been reflected not only in her inclusion in the team but also the fact that she's off to play professionally in Germany at the end of the World Cup as well, having picked up a contract in the Frauen Bundesliga over there. So she's a really exciting player. I think for me as a forward as well, when you have someone come in and really push you and and she's just got so much pace and so much enthusiasm, that's really cool. But also the likes of Sarah Morton, She's a young sort of up-and-coming fullback, and I know we've got heaps of experience in that space when you look at, like, Anna Green and, and Ellie Riley and, and Rhea, you know, like, but she's just been learning so much off them, and I think she's going to be a massive one for the future too. So I think those two players off the top of my head stand out, but, you know, they're all pretty good in there. Do you feel there's any, any weakness across any position in this side? Well, I mean, not weakness, but maybe where you're not as strong as other positions, Sarah. Oh, definitely, I think. And our forward line is probably where we're needing players to really step up simply because we've lost Amber Hearn. She's not coming away to this World Cup because of her ACL injury that she got in 2018. And both, I mean, those are some unbelievably big shoes to fill. She's a, she's played over 100 games for New Zealand. I think she scored around 50 goals. Like she's just been so consistent for so many years that we're really going to miss her. And I think it's probably her, with her and Hannah Wilkinson as well, just coming back from injury. So it's awesome that she's involved, but I don't know, like, you know, international football after six months out of the game is, is going to be difficult. So I think if you look at the experience and the consistency that we've had, in other positions on the field, I think you're definitely looking at the forward line and it's looking a bit different for sure and it's probably the one part of the field where we really kind of need someone to, you know, take it by the scruff of the neck, so to speak. That's you, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. As long as Tom's picking me after you calling me unfit not five minutes ago. <laughs> fingers crossed. If it, if it could be me. I'm hoping that it's me because um, that would be exciting. Uh, the next step, because you guys have got that first up warm-up game against the USA coming up 16th of May, so a couple of weeks' time. Where to from now? Yes, yeah, so we actually meet as a team on the 11th of May in St. Louis, where that first game is, and get, just get straight into it, start training pretty much straight away and, and gear up for what's going to be a really big challenge with the US, you know, sort of the best team in the world and World Cup favourites, so that's going to be huge. Um, but awesome prep as well, like we, they always get big crowds and we play in big stadiums, which is exactly what we're going to get at the World Cup and probably plenty of media attention from their people over there as well. So that's exciting, I think, and I hope that we'll just hit the ground running once we get to the US and, and look to try and do well against them, but also, you know, definitely having one eye on the World Cup too. Yeah, and the World Cup proper starts for uh, the Football Ferns on the 12th of June, 1 in the morning, up against the Netherlands. And while I've got you here, Sarah Gregoris, it'll be rude of me not to mention uh, what's going on in the A-League at the moment. Uh, Knicks finished their regular season with a bit of a... What does that say to you about what comes up uh, this weekend when they take on the victory and they're into finals football? How are they placed, do you think? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I obviously not ideal to round out the regular season with, you know, a bit of a hammering, but at the same time, like how good a purse and how much momentum do they have right now going forward? And I think that was always going to be a tough trip, you know, having to go all the way over there and, and play them. And, you know, they're in such good form with some of the best players in the A-League. So it, it's kind of a bit of a downer because you would have hoped that they would be able to take some positive momentum into this Friday's game against Melbourne, but 
best not to be. And I think though, like what's maybe if you're trying to find a silver lining uh, to the whole situation is is the way that they played the week prior when they were playing Melbourne City here in in Wellington, and they actually didn't play that well, but some of their players are in such good form that it didn't even matter. They were able to win that game without playing probably to their absolute potential. So I don't know. It's, it's rough. Like I'm a huge believer personally in, in the importance of momentum, I think, as a player and as a team. And it kind of sucks that that momentum was dented a wee bit in Perth, but hopefully they can put things right and, and put out a good performance and a winning performance on Friday. Well, we understand that with uh, Rufa and Dura, they were both under a yellow cloud shadow, a yellow card shadow, so that's why they didn't play. But were you surprised that Rudan elected to uh, change his team so much? Yeah, I, I was a little bit, but it's been a long season, so maybe it was sort of you know necessary in terms of how players were feeling and, and wanting to protect a few players from suspension and maybe from fatigue and things like that because it was a long journey over there. So who knows? I'm sure there's a plan to the tinkering, but it was actually kind of cool to see the likes of Ben Wayne out there. I thought he did really well. The commentators were giving him a good rap because he was just exciting. It was fun to watch him on the ball. So I think there's still some positives in it. But yeah, I was I was surprised that there was that much tinkering. All right. Well, no tinkering with Tom Samani. It is. It's going to be through injury. His tinkering is all done. The team is out. The Football Fern squad for the 2019 FIFA Women's World Cup in France. And that is Sarah Gregorius. Amongst that number, as fit as a fiddle and still young at heart. Good on you, Sarah. Thanks for yours. Thanks so much, Darcy.